the global co-working and conference community, we've had our fingers on the pulse of co-working since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the Juicy Podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Juicy Podcast. I have Chris Davies here, who's the CEO of Uncommon, one of my favorite spaces in the whole world, I have to say. Chris, how are you this morning? And real quick caveat, if you've heard my podcast, you've heard this before. I don't care about your business. I want to know how you are personally. Good. We've had a good day. We've been here in London, it's been a little bit rainy, but we've been, I've managed to tour all the buildings we have, and we have five of those. Um, mm. So that's always nice. It's always a nice, nice thing to do to pop in and see how everyone is um, yeah. and speak to a lot of the team. And we've been kind of doing, wrapping up all that we've done, kind of annual review stuff. So it's always nice to kind of hear what they're going to maybe spend a little bit of their money on and very enlightening. Nice, nice. That sounds great. That's a good way to, to have your week go is by giving people good news. Exactly. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Uncommon and how you guys are funded and where you're at today and kind of your journey as the CEO. Um, so from the Uncommon side, we've, we're currently at five assets. We've done it slightly differently in that we own all of them freehold. Um, that's been very much a kind of logic that we've had from the very beginning. For smart. I guess. It's it was it was trying to I, mean, I guess if I take a step back I mean my background's always been within the property space and I kind of came at it from a property angle and we've then kind of we were thinking about it in that way and we we're thinking about it in a kind of development angle way of saying how can we take space and then use the operational side of the business to effectively create cash flow and that was the point that we were trying to do and then actually what we started with which was a site up in uh, kind of more on the outskirts of London in an area called Highbury to where we are now is very different and we've kind of evolved along the way but I've kind of got to always remember that so has the market like we have taken something that originally people didn't want to talk to me about to now actually lots of people want to talk about um, mm-hmm. which I th- it's one of my favorite things the fact it's changed and evolved like I, I mm-hmm. came from Cushman and Wakefield originally and when I called back and say look can someone help me fill up these spaces that we've got whether it was Cushman Wakefield whether it's Savills whoever it was didn't really want to because it was kind of this weird weird thing that people did on the side and kind of that wasn't what they wanted to do and now they have whole desks doing it so we've grown up and we've evolved as the market has and our new site that's coming in Holborn um it's a big space so it's kind of 110-ish thousand square foot or if you kind of look at it I guess if you think about it it's a very different proposition from where we started and if you then my point is if you then look at the types of inquiries we're getting we're getting everything from people wanting 800 desks taking huge floors to i mean we've got if i go through the list at the moment there's eight floors of worth of inquiries and they're kind of any ranging from 10,000 to 75,000 square foot Amazing. and this is wanting kind of a high service offering they want exceptional spaces and that's what we mm-hmm. do yeah um, we sit there and try and create the best spaces we can and then we've done that on the hope that people come and we've been proven with all of our sites that they kind of do. And I think that very much in the London market is at the moment paying dividends. We're, I mean, we're from an occupancy point of view, we're kind of like, we've been running at north of 95% occupied and some of our space have been 100% occupied for the best part of most of last year. 
yeah. I think that's testament to the quality of what we are trying to do. And I think it's testament to the, the team that's in there, really. Like, it, it's still a people business. Yeah. So that's a very meandering way through of saying we've done a few different <laughs> things. But hopefully, hopefully we've learned from every single one of them. And we've learned from every single building. We've learned from every single mistake. Oh, I hope we have. And it's a very exciting kind of future that we've got coming up. And we've, in terms of the funding element of that, we've been funded from uh, the Carlisle Group. That's been our main backer for the last six years. Mm-hmm. That does some different things as well. Obviously, being a very kind of large PE company, it comes with different pressures, but it also comes with different elements that make us who we are. And that comes like that. That's down to maybe it's some of the financial pressures we have and the financial, I guess, literacy that we have to operate with all the way through to kind of the data and everything that we try and record about ourselves and and our kind of our members and why why are we attracting people um so where i guess i'm going to with that is we've had to be a grown-up business from day dot and that that's cost us at times but actually in the long run is a wonderful thing yeah Um, getting that discipline up front is a game changer and something very few people start with yeah and trying to backdate and try and recover numbers from historic times is so tough. A new investor comes in and says, I want to see your numbers from 2017. And if they've not been recorded properly, you're like, mm-hmm. what you can do? Um, yeah. Do you so have yeah, a particular been, software you use to do that? I mean, we, you end up with, I guess our sector ends up with a myriad of different softwares, mm-hmm. really. Um, because you'll start off with a lovely idea that you can use one thing for one thing, but actually we're not just in the business of selling desks. Like when you start adding an events type side of the business, when you start adding day passes, when you start adding all these different things, you might end up with different systems. Um, and I, I, like for me, I've tried to simplify things and keep it as rational as possible, but it's never perfect. And yeah. unless you spend your life constantly changing systems, try and get to the latest one out there, you're also going to be in technical debt at some point. And it's just about trying to limit the technical debt and just make smart decisions. Yeah. I, I hope we make more smart decisions than we do stupid decisions, really. But Of course you do. So <laughs> I have to pop in on ESG because you guys have really doubled down in a way that most companies haven't. And one of the things I absolutely love, I was looking at your website this morning and on your website, like the first thing it calls out when you're looking at what you offer, it talks about ESG. Everybody else is talking about their coffee or their Wi-Fi or we have ergonomic desks and you guys have really doubled down on ESG and it's such a great differentiator and one we've been calling out for years and saying, if you're not paying attention to this, you're not future proofing your business. So I'm super curious how you guys got to the point where that is the lead in conversation about your business. Where did it start? I guess for me, where it really starts is from the senior people in this, in the business is we've all been sitting there as a from a personal level saying this is important and that's what kind of makes it authentic I think I mean mm-hmm. I've probably bought up every web domain that's like maybe maybe this is less maybe this is a personal thing but I was like <laughs> I bought every carbon free office and net zero office dot com and dot co dot uk in about 2017-18 so oh like, yeah I have I have 64 websites excellent I think people should collect yeah. websites it's wonderful <laughs> The the only problem is the people who get wealthy are the ones that send you a bill every single year. But but that's beside the buy. Right, um, right, right. 
so we basically sat there and said what what matters to us but also what is actually defendable we have an obvious advantage in one sense that by owning all the buildings we can make changes but that also to mm-hmm. me means we've got a responsibility to make those changes i also think from a personal position if i'm not doing this the team that's around me like that's what they want and that's that they want to make sure that they're working for a company that's doing right by the world and if we're not therefore trying to lead on that i think we're missing something but the beautiful thing that we start to see is that when we have these conversations with actual members now and we've been having more and more of them they're either using what we've done to help them win work and it's been everything from government contracts all the way through to private sector stuff through to ah, we we want to join here because you have done these things yeah um i i just think it's got to be done by everyone eventually and I, I can get into a whole rant about how London's got a serious age problem in its buildings and when like, totally. everyone's making all, all these 20, 30 commitments to be at certain carbon levels. They've made all these commitments at board level. We want to be net zero by X date. The problem is there's not the stock there. And like for, for me, it's just smart business ultimately, because we get to the point that we're producing and we've put in stock that actually people can go into to make their commitments and that's great yeah and i think the thing is and i've been telling owners this forever and they just like roll their eyes you know but i mean i was telling them wellness mental health would be important seven years ago and people were like okay liz and now look at it right and so you know when i i keep telling people i'm like there is going to come a time when people are going to walk in and say tell me about your air quality and if you can't answer that question they're going to leave I the day is I, 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 I let's use the right term. I've been asked it today already. Really, literally today Great. from a ten, tenant who wants eight hundred desks wants to know yeah. what what is our carbon monoxide parts per million going to be exactly? And yeah. they don't want to. And sit if you there don't have an answer, they're going away. Yeah, it's huge. And, and they because, don't want to sit there. And, oh yeah, well I was just going to say that like you know especially post-COVID, like if that didn't teach you that air quality is important, I don't know what will. And I I think as well, if you kind of just, and there's so much written about like work from home, this, that, and the other, and it comes back into that whole argument to me of like, actually what people are saying is they just want better environments to work. Like they want those exceptional spaces um, Mm -hmm. to do anything, quite frankly. Like we spent too much time, I think during COVID in in not exceptional spaces, whether you're caught in your flat, your house, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's what people want now. And like people yeah. want good offices to go to. And if you're not putting good offices in there, people don't want to be there. Like it's a yeah. pretty simple thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty simple. And then we have to talk about your plant strategy because like you guys are so over the top on plants and I love it. I mean, you walk into Uncommon and you just see plants everywhere. And I think Stormy told me that you have a plant per person. Yeah, well, in Liverpool Street, Liverpool Street, we've got more plants in that building than we do people. Um, it's amazing. So it was, it's, it's an interesting one because it's, it's an amazing thing to do, and people love it. But we've also been doing that for a number of years now, mm-hmm. and the amount of plants that are now in central London is great. I probably helps the uh, the various <laughs> plant companies that might work out there because lots of people now are. And it's obviously the highest form of flattery are now putting them in spaces, which is great, which Mm -hmm. is great for them, their team and staff. But that's also where something like the ESG angle comes in is that that is a lot more defendable. Like Mm -hmm. we can't exist by just putting plants in places for the next five years. That's that's 
that's last year's battleground or the last five years battleground Mm -hmm. which is kind of an interesting thing from a business side of things but i they do bring me pleasure every time you walk in i am not responsible for watering them i will probably end up killing them most of the time but there are (laughs) thankfully a lot of people that are very very good at looking Mm -hmm. after them and making sure that they're a nice place to be for anyone who's in our space um yeah it's it's a nice signature and then you guys should go look at their website because the spaces are absolutely stunning. The design is top notch. You just feel luxurious and successful just by being in the space. And I love that feeling of the space and some of the best rooftops. Oh my gosh, you guys are just killing it with the outdoor space. Yeah. I mean, look, the thing for, for me and buildings is that you've got to have good bones of a building. And then we can layer in all the bits that we do, whether that is the sensory side of things of like everything from plants or to the scent of the building through to the music of the building, the lighting in the building. Like We can do that layer that makes you feel and know that you're in an uncommon space. And then the layer on top of that is then the personal side, which is all the service element that goes in. That to me is the kind of ingredients for a great space. It's not mm-hmm. just, you can't have any of those parts missing to create a a great space if you do it's not a great space it's Mm -hmm. a really interesting thing to me i I think we i probably spend far too much time thinking about it (laughs) i love it hey hey breaking in here to make sure that you're in the know our annual workspace conference juicy is right around the corner it's a three-day program taking place in chicago april 19th through the 21st this year's event is going to be packed with amazing speakers exciting panel discussions and fireside chats plus plenty of after hours events for networking whether you're a co-working operator landlord or vendor just interested in the future of work this conference has something for you it's divided into tracks so that you can attend the session that are most relevant to you right here, right now. Mark your calendars April 19th through the 21st and don't miss out on this opportunity to connect with others, learn from the best, and be a part of the co-working revolution. The content is great, but the people are better. You need to be in the room. Tickets are available at na.gcuc.co. Hope to see you there. The other thing that I really love about your business is you guys really treat your employees well. It's obvious. I remember years ago, I was doing a tour with UC UK, and one of your GMs told us about how you guys hire stylists for your employees. And I was like, that's brilliant. And then you go look on your website, and it's there too that you value people. And, you know, before we started recording, you were telling us how you were, you know, paying out bonuses. Like, that's phenomenal. And, like, I just think it's part, there's so many parts to your success story, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah. So, what are, yeah, what are some things you've done recently on the people side? What are some of the new things? I mean, look, we, we are, we are nothing without the people people in our business like that that is so evident to me and it's like I love it when you kind of sit here and go seeing seeing people get to like their fifth anniversary with us like Mm -hmm. there's something really nice about that and that comes from kind of looking after people Mm -hmm. we've done so we've and we keep doing so much whether that is getting giving the guys uh, the ability to go to cabins that are literally in the woods to have a digital detox all the way through to just kind of the training side of things around say the ESG point that's going on uh, and making sure that they're really up to speed with that. Um, 
we we are constantly trying i'm sure we get bits wrong but we're constantly trying on that side because it's it's the old adage of like kind of if the team's happy guess who they're looking after they're looking after our members and then that just shines through that hello that they give when people walk through the door counts for everything and it's totally. one of the best it's one of the best things when we come to kind of a renewal conversation and they go i can't we don't want to leave here because actually the, the team is so good and they they've done x y and z for us so we're we're going to say and and that conversation is just a pleasure to have like that's where the hospitality element of our business is so so important and i think that's the it, it's it's definitely something that we've got we've got to think cling to and, and and it does give me an enormous pleasure when i have days like today when i can walk around and actually make a, a difference to them like mm-hmm. the fact that they're telling me that they're going to go and spend it on everything from teeth whitening all through all through to the outfits they're going to buy uh, the dog. <laughs> I, I, it's why it's, there's an element of why you're why you're in this game, and, and it's and I, I constantly talk to them like we've had an exceptional year last year, considering where we started as well, still being kind of gripped by COVID and what was going on. To finish where we did and the numbers that we produced was uh, was exceptional that means that we can invest more in them as a team right and and i'm not fulfilling my duty in my head if we're not doing such a thing because they're the ones that have enabled all of that so i want everyone to be rewarded on this journey and i want everyone to grow on this journey and and it because because to me if we're not doing that like they will eventually leave and you've got to be like if you if you can't understand that actually investing in your people I, th- I think it was a, a Henry Ford quote where he goes, the worst thing in the world is if you don't invest in your people and they end up staying type idea. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's it's amazing to me. You brought up so many great points there. The first one being, and the place where I see most co-working spaces stumble is on the first impression. If they are greeted by a sign, you have screwed up, period. If they're not greeted at all in the first couple minutes, something's wrong. And it's just epidemic. And, you know, the spaces where somebody immediately greets you are the spaces to me that have their act together. Like every CEO should be looking at that. I mean, every operator should be looking at that. You brought up hospitality, which I don't know if you know this, Chris, but I am on a tangent to move co-working out of the real estate industry and into the hospitality industry because I think we were misplaced and that it's up to the leaders to change it to, no, we're in the hospitality industry. So if you could just join me in telling everyone we're in the hospitality industry, I'd appreciate it. Absolutely. I think on I think on LinkedIn, Uncommon is registered as a hospitality business. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, good. It is. We're taking care of people. And the other thing is you bring up a point that I think is a big problem for almost all co-working operators, and that's retention. And you don't have a problem with it. And you don't have a problem with it because you treat your employees like you treat your members. And that's key. Yeah. I mean, it's retention, retention of the team and development of the team is so crucial. It really is. And I think the every if, if you're losing people hand over fist, it's like 150% of their salary goes out the door because you lose recruitment time, you lose any mm-hmm. cost associated with that, or the knowledge that they've gleaned about whether that is from the members that they've interacted with, all the way through to what they not, might know about the systems, then has to be relearned. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Totally. Yeah, you've got to manage, manage correctly, but that's kind of the job. Yeah. I would also say the second you think somebody isn't right, when you get that internal gut feeling, do not waste any time. 
get them out immediately because that's also a horrible waste of time is keeping somebody around that doesn't want to be there or isn't into it or isn't performing. Yeah. It's, it's such a, I think that's probably one of the things I learned first. I've made that mistake. Oh, same. Kind of, <laughs> and the thing is, no one can, like, it's, it's such an annoying one because people can tell you all day long, don't uh-huh. make that mistake. But, but you've but got you to find experience reason. it. You've got to experience it. You've got to do it. And then, and then you know. And then you're like, okay, I won't do this again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it sounds like you guys are just killing it. So how many new locations are coming? And are we moving outside of the UK? We're at five now. I've got Holborn coming, which will be opening in the summer. That is, as I said, it's a big building. But it sounds like it's already full. Well, hopefully. Hopefully we, we, we'll get some... <laughs> hopefully we'll get the deal signed um but once that's done it's then on to the next and then that's when i'm thinking i want to do another 10 that's somewhere between 7 uh, 30 to kind of maybe 70 80,000 square foot that's a sweet spot for i think mm-hmm. this and the way we operate as a business and you can go smaller if you have less amenity but i think that that's the right place to be to really get economies of scale I want to basically do another 10 of those and down London is if you're going down the Elizabeth line, which is the new line that's open central line, mm-hmm. kind of basically very, very good transport nodes. You'll do well. That's our strategy. Yeah. And, and that we're, we're basically going to stay in zone one London. I know others do other things in the regions. Um, and I think others will do other things abroad for me in the fact that we buy all the real estate, real estate doesn't actually, from a freehold buying perspective, travel very well because you don't have the depth of knowledge in those specific markets um, mm-hmm. to go and acquire things. I think it's different if you run a lease model or management agreement model. I think that can transport slightly, uh, slightly easier to kind of translate into, say, Paris, New York, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you need to get your basics nailed. And for me, there's probably another five six seven buildings that i probably need to add i need to add certain areas that i don't have and Mm -hmm. then it would be thinking about okay would you do one in paris to see how that goes but you also need to commit to something to make sure that that really works so you wouldn't just do one you need to be doing two three in a location we might come to new york type idea and then do three four five then it can start Mm -hmm. working um yeah but that's more in the future type uh, timelines to me i'm very focused on london at the moment yeah love it Love it. I'm a huge fan of cover up your own city um, before you move out of it, because I've seen so many people be like, oh, I'm going to get this fourth or third location and it's just a two hour plane ride away. And then it ends up it's it's not two hours. It's the packing, you know, that morning and then it's the commute and then it's waiting at the airport and then it's a delayed flight and it's never two hours. And I just see it eat up their time eat up their energy and lead to even some failures of some brands because they expanded too quickly outside of their own city. Like cover up your city first. And when that's done, you can leave. Yeah. No, no, it makes total sense. Um, The amazing thing I had today is I visited every single site before 1 p.m. That's awesome. Which is great. But it's it's Mm -hmm. also taken, it does take discipline to then go, no, we're not going to go after those things. And to, to yeah. me, probably the harder push that people have always tried to do with us is, oh, come on, take a, a couple of leases here and mm-hmm. you'll grow quicker. And it gets into that expansion point, which what's your reason for expanding? Are you, is your reason for expanding because you want to build your empire or is it because it makes properly right. business sense? And mm-hmm. there's logic there. And we've always tried to be 
on the logic side rather than saying we want it for brand or ego. So smart. So smart. So Chris, what question about Uncommon or about you should I have asked that I didn't? Oh, that is a good one. I know. It's a good one. It's my new zinger. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I just spend my time doing far too many things that will kill me. So that's the, uh, <laughs> that's the, whether it's jumping oh, out of planes. Oh, let's drill in on that. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more about that. What are you doing, I, I Chris? Probably, no, no. Are we you skydiving or are we smoking cigarettes? That, Which one? We, we're more in the skydiving realm. Um, <laughs> and then we've launched Uncommon Jiu-Jitsu. That's a, oh. that's a, yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a big oh my thing gosh, that's going Shlomo on now. is going to be so envious. He's not going to know what to do with himself. Uh, so that's great. So we now have in the building I'm sitting in I think almost every day we've got classes going on for that which is great so I love doing that it really kind of mm. people should go try it because it's a basically chess with like the body is kind of the way I look at it so you start your day off and you kind of mentally have to get through the physical side of it and then the mental side of it and then by the time you walk into a nine o'clock meeting and someone's discussing something you're kind of there going well I've already had kind of a, a rather strenuous morning so mm-hmm. that, that that's an easy one yeah but I think to be honest to me that's just exercising in general I think is a very big part of the mental health side and I really I really value that I know I can't operate without all of that being in mm-hmm. place I've seen myself kind of break when I don't do something like that so I do try and make sure I look after myself because if if I'm not the best version of me what what version is showing up and that then isn't fair to the people I'm spending my time with. So that's that's important to me. And then from an uncommon side, I think it's uh, the launch. When's the launch of Holborn? When's the big party is probably going to be the, the question. Yeah. When do I need and to fly you, over to London? Exactly. I think September time. Mid-September. Perfect. We'll probably Juicy's have... going to be in October. Shock. We've we've lined it up perfectly, haven't we? <laughs> right, so it, I would imagine it might be on the Juicy Tour this year. In, in, when you, it better uh, be. One. I, we exactly. can just have a big party there. I love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, done. Done. All right. So, y'all, the other thing that's awesome is Chris has agreed to fly across and join us in Juicy in Chicago. So, he will be on stage in Chicago as well. And if you just listen to this podcast, you know that they're an exciting brand, one to watch. I feel so fortunate that I get to have co working friends all over the world and that Chris is one of them. Thanks. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Chris. You bet. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care, y'all. And we'll see you on the next Juicy Podcast.